Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and more productive beings. Hi, my name is Julia, and I am your host. Every week, I take a concept, a technique, or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. Here we go. being better podcast i am very happy you're here and i hope you are having a lovely day um at the beginning i just want to have a quick disclaimer and apologize because i have a little bit of a runny nose today and i'm not feeling so great so my voice is not on point however i think we will manage so i just i'm sorry about that um it, I think it's just that yesterday I went on a walk and it was cold and I thought that, oh, who cares, it, it's just cold. Um, turns out that it is, that it does matter how cold it is and I was just stupid about it. But apart from that, I am doing great and I am just focusing on all of my current goals. And if you've read the blog, you probably know that I've been doing a social media detox um, since probably the end of December and I gotta say it is working very well for me. I was surprised how much more time I would get from doing it but well I think it should be obvious that we spend a lot of time stuck to our screens and then when we don't we can spend it on improving our relationships or accomplishing our goals and even on sleep. I mean, I don't know a person who says that they sleep enough, so having that much more time is great and this is probably the biggest benefit of this social media detox, but um, there will be a whole episode just about that, so I will talk about all of the other benefits and also what I didn't like about this detox. It is just that I cannot really talk about it right now because I am, I think I'm halfway there. I mean, let's say I'm halfway there because I started this detox thinking that it will, will be for an indefinite period of time. So I can end it right now or I can end it in two months. But I think that I will make it about 30 day detox and see how I feel uh, going back to uh, that social media world. So after that 30 days, I will just see how how it feels. Right now, it feels great, uh, but I'm not gonna lie, there are some things that, that I miss. For example, I follow a lot of scientists and a lot of athletes on my Instagram who are quite often the source of inspiration for me. And a lot of books on my to-read lists are there because I heard about them from these scientists and these athletes. So I do have a lot of books left to read. However, I miss having uh, this inspiration or the feeling of being intrigued while watching an interview or something of that sort on, on Instagram or a live or something. So if you do want to learn more about my observations and conclusions 
about the social media detox, then either stay tuned for a podcast episode or go visit the blog and read the first part of the article about, about it. So this week, my recommendation is a Netflix documentary, which is called The Game Changers. It is not a new documentary. It is about a year old, uh, but it is great. It is about athletes and scientists on a quest to find the optimal diet for human performance and health. On the screen, you can see a lot of your favorite athletes and people like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Lewis Hamilton and just a lot of experts in areas like anthropology, medicine, biology and so, so much more. The documentary is... Like the title states, it is game-changing. It makes you rethink all of the myths we are told about proper nutrition in sports and what is important for our health. This movie, like I said, I think it came out like a year ago, so it's not very new. However, I just watched it so many times and I think it is worth recommending. So if you are interested in sports or nutrition or just interested in how can we be a little bit more healthy, um, go watch it because I think you will not be disappointed. And the link to that documentary will be in the show notes. And now moving on to the main topic of today's episode, which is getting into running. And I thought that I will talk about how to start running because I know that starting this new year, a lot of people want to run more and I've gotten a lot of messages from you, my listeners, and also I've gotten a lot of messages from my friends who said that they love the episode on the benefits of running, but they suck at running and they don't even know where to start. And well, I do have a lot of experience in that area and I am delighted to share it because I think that running is such a great source of, of physical and mental exercise and a lot of people would benefit from implementing consistent running into their lives. So without further ado, uh, here's my advice for how to start running. So the first piece of advice that I have for you is to start easy and to start slow. And most of my friends who start running expect to run like Ilyut Kipchoge right from the beginning. But the thing is, you have to ease into it. Just get started and most importantly, be consistent. No matter how fast or how far you go, be consistent because consistency is the key to your success. Forget about hitting a certain time frame and start with an easy 3k at a comfortable pace and practice that for a while. Don't run fast. This is very important and I cannot stress this enough. Don't run fast. Run at a pace with which you can have a conversation. So if you cannot talk while you run, then it is a good indicator that you are running too fast. And after running that 3k for a while, then maybe try 5k with no expectations, just see how it goes. 
If you are sore, then take a break and forget about running for a couple of days and then you can come back to it when you are rested. Here's the thing, I cannot emphasize this enough and people who don't do what I'm going to say now are the people who fail. It is important to focus on running longer and more often than on running faster. Being fast is the last thing you should focus on. As Caballo Blanco said, uh, Caballo Blanco is the legend and the runner who ran with the Tarahumara tribe. Um, he said that speed will one day come all by itself. I have his quote here. It's from the book Born to Run, which, by the way, I recommend for anyone interested in running. Um, so that quote is, Think easy, light, smooth and fast. You start with easy, because if that's all you get, that's not so bad. Then you work on light. Make it effortless. Like, you don't give a shit how high the hill is or how far you've got to go. When you've practiced that so long that you forget you're practicing, you work on making it smooth. You don't have to worry about the last one. You get these three and you will be fast. So just don't stress it. If you think you are bad at running and you are tired after running a mile, then frankly, you are running too fast. So just chill out, let go of the expectations and try to enjoy it. Because that's what it's all about. Running is about enjoying it. And the second tip I have for you if you want to start running is to forget about the gear. And one of the most beautiful thing about running is that you don't need anything to run. Like, as long as you have a pair of moving legs, you are good to go. There's no need for special socks or t-shirts or leggings, because the ones that you already have are just fine. For me, I am just running in my old uh, cotton t-shirts and they're the best. I don't see the difference when I'm running in like special running t-shirts and my own old ones. Seriously, there's no difference. So don't focus on the pronation and getting the most expensive shoes with the biggest cushioning and energy return because you will be just buying into a sales pitch. Instead, I would recommend going to your local sports equipment store and getting a shoe that is flexible and comfortable and also uh, ideally not so expensive. In my experience, a cheap pair of shoes, which, I mean, it's still intended for running, but a cheap pair of shoes can be enough for even the first six months of your training. So just don't buy into the myth that you need expensive shoes to run because it is bullshit. You can even run barefoot if you'd like. I mean, I suppose that if you are listening to this podcast, you have probably spent your entire life in shoes. So that is not ideal. Um, what I mean is that, for example, Kenyan runners can run barefoot because that is how they learned to do it in the first place. And this is also why Kenyans have such an amazing technique. They have it from running barefoot. 
But if you want to run barefoot and you have not done it before, there is a certain adjustment period that you have to go through because we, our foot is not, it's just not accustomed to, to running barefoot. But it is possible, you just have to wait and get your foot used to it. Uh, but I just want to put it out there and say that it is a possibility and you can run barefoot and you and you just don't need anything to run. And a pro tip that I have for you guys, if you decide that you do want to buy uh, new running shoes, and the tip is that a running shoe should be half size to even a full size bigger than your normal shoe size in normal shoes. It is just that your foot has to have a space to move and you should never, never run in a shoe that is too small and not even in a shoe that is just good enough. Always run in a, on a shoe that is a little bit too big for you. Not like big, because this is also not ideal, but run in a shoe that is half size to a full size bigger than your normal shoe size. And my another tip for you guys if you want to start running is to enjoy it. If you want to start running, you have to focus on enjoying it because the best runners are those who enjoy running in the purest form without any podcasts or music listening or you know not even having nice views. They enjoy the simple activity of running. It is just them and the road and endless possibilities. But a lot of people aren't like that and and they don't like running when they are at the beginning of their journey. So I would recommend when you are at the beginning and you don't feel like you really like running and it feels boring for you, I would recommend finding a podcast that you like to listen to while you run. I would be delighted if you could listen to this podcast when you are running, but of course the point is to make it more pleasurable. So listen to whatever you are currently into, whatever you like to listen to. And one of my current favorite podcasts is released on every Tuesday. And I'm actually much more motivated for my Tuesday runs as against others. So it really does make a difference. It makes you excited for your runs because it is a opportunity for you to listen to something that you like. But if you don't like podcasts, maybe then create a playlist with your favorite music that will make you excited for the miles ahead and it will be an opportunity to dance a little bit. I Sometimes I run and I dance in the same time because there's like a, a favorite song playing. I just love that. It sometimes looks weird. I have to say that I imagine that when I dance and when I run, it has to look very funny. But it is, it is just nice and it makes it more pleasurable. Or you can also find a running buddy to chat with and to support each other. For me, running has always been a solitary thing, but I know that running with someone and sharing it with someone can be so much more fun and pushing each other and supporting each other 
makes for a deeper relationship. So if you have someone with whom you can run with, I think that it is a great, a great thing to do. Also, another way to make your runs more fun uh, is to make them about exploring new places, either when you are traveling or just, you know, getting to know your neighborhood. I spoke about this in the second episode of this podcast, but I, I just love to discover new places by running. The first thing that I do when I'm in a new place is I wake up early, go for a run and see how that city or how that new place that I'm at is waking up and how it is getting ready for the day. And it's so interesting how in different places in the world people treat their mornings differently. For example, Western Europe is a place when they start their day pretty late. French people and Portuguese people are waking up late and it it's always fun to see how it is different there. And running is probably my favorite way to sightsee. So if you do feel like your runs are boring, then try out a new route or maybe a place of your city, of your neighborhood that you haven't seen before and make it about discovering new places and I'm I swear to you it will be more fun when you discover these new amazing places in nature and maybe new buildings and new architecture that you have not seen before or maybe you just simply haven't noticed it before another piece of advice that I have for you if you want to make sure that you don't fail at your goal to start running is to make sure you have a motivating environment around you. And the way to do that is to surround yourself with people and things that inspire you to keep going. You can follow athletes and runners on Instagram or read books about running. Like I said, I do recommend Born to Run by Christopher McDowell or Eat and Run by Scott Jurek and Finding Ultra by Retroll. There are so many great books and I think they can really motivate you and you can learn a lot from them about proper technique, proper nutrition and how you can enjoy it more. But another way to have that inspiring environment is to become friends with people who run. Of course, you don't need that to start running but this kind of environment makes it so much more easy and exciting if you don't have any friends currently who like to run going to races or volunteering during races is a way to meet a lot of exciting people who like running and who are into it and from whom you can learn so if you don't currently have any of friends who like running, then I think volunteering or finding Facebook groups or just searching for these running communities can be a great way to meet more people who like running and with whom you can run if, if that is your cup of tea. And also, if you want to be more motivated, a good way to do that is to set goals. 
Um, for me, it was a little bit different because when I started running, I was quitting competitive swimming and it was very important for me to make running stress-free and to not be under any pressure. So I have not participated in any competitions. I have not had any expectations and I have not set any particular goals. And I do believe that it was a very good decision for me and it made me actually enjoy running. However, I know that some people are more motivated and enjoy running more when they have a goal that they are focusing on. So if you want to make your progress faster, it might be a good idea for you to set goals. For example, that goal could be to run 10 kilometers two months from now or to get your average pace down by, I don't know, 30 seconds in a couple of months. These are just examples. The goal you are reaching should not be too much, but I would say a good goal could be uh, accomplished in a month or two. And also a great goal that will motivate you and will also engage you in the running community uh, is to participate in a race. Then you will have a clear target in your trainings and a purpose for your training. And then when you are finally there on the race day, that day will be so exciting and so much fun. But I do recommend that if you want to sign up for a race, just don't make sure you don't have any big expectations about how fast you will go or which place you will reach. Just make it as stress-free as it can be and focus on having that race being as much fun as it can be. And the last piece of advice that I have for you is to not get discouraged. I know that running can be painful. You will definitely get blisters and excoriations and your muscles will hurt and you will fall. And also there is a big chance that you will get injured. But you have to remember that this is only a very small part of running. Running is a great sport that will calm your mind, strengthen your muscles and strengthen your bones, improve your cardiovascular fitness and so, so much more. I mean, sure, you are going to have bad runs, everyone has them, but these rough times only make you a stronger, faster and more experienced runner. I think about it uh, like that. For every sucky run that I have, there will be tens and tens of runs that are incredibly fun when I am energized and when I am feeling like million bucks and I'm feeling like, you know, I'm a fast as a tiger and you know every time you have a sucky run you have to just think that the next one will not be as sucky and it will be nice and it will be a pleasure and you will be stronger and you will enjoy it. I am aware that starting to run can be hard but just try to enjoy it. Don't make any big expectations about how running should feel or how it should look like. Just see how it goes. 
try to forget about all of the movies that you saw and the progress that others have. Just don't have much expectations. I would recommend that you should not have any expectations because this is what makes you feel like a failure. And when you just see how it goes, running can be so much fun and you will not get discouraged. So if you do think about starting running but you think you are bad at it or you think that you are not fit enough, then I just want to tell you this. All humans have the genes and the blood of a runner. It is what we are born to do. We need to move, we need to walk because this is what our cells need. When we were in Africa, you know, those thousands and thousands of years ago, running was basically all we did. We hunted while running and we could outrun animals who were so much bigger than us and we could hunt by running and we also run when we didn't want to uh, be a meal. So running is in our genes. And what I'm trying to say is that if you just start running, your instincts and your body will take care of the rest as they are hereditary from our running ancestors. And deep down, you already know everything there is to know about running and the proper running technique and how to do it. So just don't think too much about it and get out on the street or on the trail and just start. So this was my advice on how to start running and I hope you can benefit from it and I hope you can try it because like I said so many times in this podcast and and all their episodes is that it is a great sport and you can benefit so much from it and I love it with all my heart. So I am going to shut up now about running because I'm thinking I've said enough and I've said all there is about it. And I am going to move on to the insights of this week. And I guess the insight of this week and what I've learned is that when you try to focus on doing everything, you usually end up doing nothing. And this is hard for me because I have a lot of goals and a lot of things that I want to learn, that I want to accomplish, that I want to make sure are a big part of my life. And when I try to focus on them all, I usually end up either doing just one or two things and forgetting about the rest or just failing at all of them. And I've learned it the hard way and it is still hard for me to do because I would like to do all of it and... It is hard for me to let go of the practice or of the dream of something. But I just, I think I have to do it sometimes. And especially, you know, right now entering into this new year, I have some resolutions or some goals, but I know that I cannot focus on them all. And I will fail and I have to prioritize because otherwise I'm going to end up like I do uh, by, by failing at them. So this is my insight. And also, yeah, I also have another insight, which is, well, I guess I can call it as the power of spending money. 
And what I mean is that I wanted to have a better, more consistent journaling routine. And I decided to buy myself a pen. A pen which is more expensive, made from metal, not plastic. It's refillable. It feels more premium. Has It's a little bit more hefty, but it's it just has that nice feel to it. And I bought myself this pen and treated myself kind of to this pen to to make myself enjoy journaling more and to to kind of fabricate this feeling that if I don't write enough with this pen then the money is going to go to waste. And yeah, it just it's kind of a good way to trick yourself because if you want to do something then spending money is a good way to make yourself do it because you don't want that money to be wasted and I guess if you I don't know want to become a better artist then maybe buy yourself some you know canvases or if you want to uh, produce music then maybe uh, buy yourself a quality microphone and you know that money will not go to waste not only you have that product but that money bought you self-discipline and you will not you will not want to waste that money and you will have to yeah i guess you will have to end up doing the thing that you intended to do so these were my insights i guess a little bit random but as always i think i've learned some weird things this week I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode and for reaching out to me each time you do. My heart explodes with love and appreciation and I appreciate each and every one of you who is listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for doing that and I will speak to you very, very soon. written, edited and produced by Julia Spohr. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the show notes or visit our Facebook page. It's also attached in the show notes. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to tell your friends about it, either by the spoken word or by sharing it on your social media platforms. Also, a great way to support the show is to leave a review and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you very, very soon.